All right, everybody, what is going on? This is your man, L. Jamal, coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. Of course, this is the place where you can say what you want as long as you got them facts. Today, we'll be going over the NFL draft. Uh, as far as what I'm going to be talking about today, of course, I'm not going to go over every pick that was made, uh, but I am going to go over the first two and what I feel about them. I do have grades for those guys. And also, uh, I'm going to get into what my Raiders did. Uh, and of course, we're also going to get into some teams that I feel drafted very well, some teams that I didn't think drafted well. I think there's just one th team that I just have here for that. And then finally, I'm going to get into some sneaky picks that I thought uh, really uh, worked out, that, that really might work out for some teams. So without further ado, uh, let's get into everything. Of course, uh, the first two picks of the draft, of course, Cincinnati had pick number one. Uh, they go ahead and select Joe Burrow out of LSU. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this pick a C. And I honestly feel like the... The Bengals kind of were barely trying. Of course, they got the home, the homegrown talent, the hometown kid. But they passed up, I feel, on some real capable left tackles that they needed because they don't have a starting left tackle. Um, and being that AJ Green, he's still a you know stalwart at receiver. But I do feel that he's getting older, and um, with that. You know, you probably might want it. They probably would have wanted to add some type of depth to that uh, receiver core. I know they were able to do it in the second round, uh, but there were a few guys that, you know, really stood out to me that they could have picked up uh, just in case this season didn't go well for some reason. And now you have a, a situation where A.J. Green might want to step down because you don't really know um, just how long he has, you know, because he has a, you know, pretty decent player window. Uh, but who knows really how long he might want to stay in Cincinnati and potentially not win, especially now when they don't, I mean, when they have a, a rookie quarterback now. So they're going to have to give him some type of a learning curve. Uh, I think they blew their load on day one. I think they made a couple decent picks. Uh, I think they were able to pick up a really highly touted uh, defensive hunt. And I think it was in the fifth round, uh, Akeem Gaither. Uh, but, uh, you know, I thought he was, well, he actually was projected to be a second round pick. So they did get a steal there. Uh, but I really feel like they missed out on, a, on some really significant holes. Like I said, especially on the offensive line, they do not have a starting left tackle uh they ended up you know picking one up later in the draft but again this is where a lot of those players lie within the first those at least the, at least at this position in the left tackle position because that is a premium because again on defense a lot i mean teams are you know pass rushing that's what they're doing to get to the quarterback so you're gonna have to have a blind side tackle there so they're the, the real talented ones are going to be within rounds two. Maybe you might find one in three. But, uh, again, I think they drafted their first one in round four, uh, somewhere around there. So, I really think they missed out on there. They could have added some uh, depth at wide receiver as well. Um, there's probably a couple spots where they could have even, you know, helped out their defense. Maybe uh, particularly even on the defensive line. Uh, they, were even, they probably could have benefited maybe even from drafting um drafting chase young instead of washington but i'm gonna get into that pick in just a second as far as uh, how i feel about the redskins i you know done some more thinking about it i originally had this rated as a d uh but because there's a hometown factor here i'm gonna give it a c and the reason why i'm critical about this i feel the redskins just took the best name available and this is a defensive club ran by a defensive coach obviously so they're going to probably pick the best defensive player. Okay, I guess that makes sense. 
But again, you didn't really struggle on that side of the ball last year, uh, particularly on the defensive line. And the player, uh, and again, you pretty much drafted very well there. Uh, last year, they picked up Montez Sweat in the first round as well. He would have 50 solo tackles last year and also seven sacks. So again, they were productive at all fronts, at all places on the front line defensively. Uh, so I don't know where you needed to make that reach, especially when you don't have a starting left tackle. And then they decided to trade Trent Williams because, again, they just, they decided to trade Trent Williams, you know, I think Saturday. So, again, they trade their best, well, really their only real left tackle there. I don't know who they have. I mean, they have a lot of people going around to different positions on that offensive line, believe you, believe you be. And that's part of why they have so many issues there. So, again, there's no real, you know, there's no real consistency there on that offensive line. There's no real solidarity there. You, you miss out on huge potential throughout the first round, and uh, you go with a position where you're pretty much set, in my opinion, in a lot of people's opinion. Uh, you also could have benefited from getting a wide receiver, which they were able to get one later. Uh, they got a talented one, I believe, uh, Antonio Gibson. I don't remember the round out of Memphis. So they got one talented one, but again, the the real when you had Jerry Judy there, you had CeeDee Lamb there to get. You also had a tight end and Cole Komet. You could have gotten those. that People might have could have called those stretches. But, again, y'all need offense as opposed to defensive ends. Again, the question is, are there too many defensive – can you have too many defensive ends? And the answer to that is yes when you don't have any starting left tackles and you know you're going to trade the one that you have. When you know you don't have any type of receivers outside of T. McLaurin and you know you don't – I mean, you know you need some type of uh, protection at the running back spot. So, you know, in terms of insurance for Adrian Peterson, of course, is up there now, you know. So, I, you know, I'm a little bit, you know, critical of that grade as well. I feel like they could have done a little bit more homework, and I think they could have made a, a, a better pick that suited their their positional needs. That's that's how I'm going to leave that. Uh, but let's move on into what my Raiders did. I think they had a pretty solid draft. Uh, round one, uh, they had the 12th pick. Uh, they were able to get Henry Ruggs, the third coming out of Alabama, of course, wide receiver. I'm a little bit split between this grade. I think he's a great player. Uh, I gave this, I'm split between an A minus and a B plus because I honestly wanted either Jerry Judy or CeeDee Lamb. And I'm probably not going to get over that. That's just my opinion here. Uh, later on in the round, of course, they had the 19th pick and they picked up defensive back. Uh, I'm sorry, Damon Arnett out of Ohio State. I'm a little bit conflicted here. I originally gave this a B minus. My, I feel like I should do some more research on the guy before I feel like I feel like I've given him a proper grade. So I'm gonna give him an incomplete. Uh, but I feel like this is probably a B minus pick. Uh, but it's, I mean, they feel they feel a much needed uh, defensive hole. He's a good athlete from what I've read. Uh, I just don't know i mean especially with who else was available at the spot if you if you take a chance and you you know you take him right away i mean again they didn't have a second round pick but there were still some credible uh cornerbacks or defensive backs out there mind you uh round three uh they decide to go a little bit receiver heavy uh they go back to back with um they go back-to-back -back with Lynn Bowden Jr. out of Kentucky, a receiver, and also Byron Edwards, another receiver out of South Carolina. I'm going to give these uh, these two guys collectively the grade of a B. Uh, I think Lynn Bowden 
definitely gets high marks for his dual, uh, well, his ability to play running back as well as receiver. So he's going to get a nod there. Uh, actually, Brian Edwards was the higher rated receiving uh you know, prospects. So, uh, and a lot of people gave this, this, you know, particular grade, not the overall grade for the Raiders, but this particular grade here, uh, I believe, of course, this is the third round. They give this grade like an A or A minus in a lot of different places I've seen. So I'm going to go along with that as well. Uh, overall, I'll give these two guys a B. Uh, and finally in round, well, actually in round four, excuse me, uh, they, this, uh, yeah, that, that was their last few picks here. Uh, they were able to pick up Tanner Muse. Oh, actually, no, they picked up Tanner Muse in the third round. Uh, this pick, um, a lot of people panned, uh, but I feel like they already have the starting talent at the linebacker position uh, with Kiewitowski and also Littleton uh, that they brought in through the offseason. Uh, so I feel like Tanner Muse is a great addition in terms of his athleticism. He does have some experience. Uh, I believe he started for a good amount of time there in Clemson. And also he's a tackler. Uh, I think his issue is he's a little bit on the smaller side. Can he get off you know, blockers uh, when they come to the second level? Or can he get off blockers in terms of penetrating the gap on the line? I think that's yet to be seen. I think he might have to develop that a little bit more, uh, but I do think he's a solid tackler. And finally, in round four, the Raiders pick up a guard, uh, John Simpson, again, out of Clemson. They love these Clemson players. I'm not too sure about this guy. I gave him an incomplete grade because I he was just not on my radar, to be honest with you. There's so many guys that are you know, being talked about in all the different mock drafts and projected drafts. And again, there's always guys that kind of just show up and pop up out of nowhere. Um, so he's one of those guys for me. He was he slipped from my radar. Um, I just didn't have any news on him. So uh, they also got Amik Robertson, uh, defensive back out of Louisiana Tech. I'm going to get this one a B-minus pick. Uh, he's a solid, uh, solid athlete coming out of uh, Louisiana Tech. I believe that would be... I'm not going to take a guess on the conference right now, uh, but again, he had decent numbers uh, throughout his career. Uh, my issue is, does he have the NFL speed? I did not necessarily see that on tape, uh, but people seem to be fairly you know, high on him, at least in his athleticism, so I'm going to give him some props there. Overall, I don't think the Raiders did you know bad at all. Um, I think, again, they got off the beaten path. I think they did a little bit of who they, you know, a, a little bit of who they always are with the speed guy with rugs. Uh, but they, you know, they're starting to do this off the beaten path trend uh, under Mike Mayock and John Gruden, where they're kind of getting guys that, you know, they're good. And there's nothing to take away from. Them. It's not like they're bad players, but again, they're just not the, the top, you know, the top prospects everybody has been talking about at least even for them, you know, because there's a lot of people that were going for the Raiders at that that first spot in round one, uh, at round, uh, sorry, at pick number 12. A lot of people that thought they could have picked up Judy or CeeDee Lamb, I thought they would have done that as well, uh, but they end up getting Henry Rugg. So, again, they, they do those things. That's been a trend for them lately, so it doesn't really bother me. Uh, I, think they, I think they, for the most part, people don't really give Mayock uh, enough credit for actually being, uh, who he is as a talent evaluator. He's actually pretty decent at what he does. Uh, people kind of, you know, disacknowledge or write off what the Raiders do with the big move, of course, with them not really respecting the owner, Alan Davis. And uh, pretty much, you know, with John Gruden and Mike Mayock basically being NFL Network guys. So uh, they kind of put down the Raiders in, 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 you know, in different ways. But again, I think the Lynn Bowden Jr. pick, um, 
that has a potential to be a home run pick again given his versatility to play wide receiver and running back again Braylon uh, sorry Brian Edwards again is a highly touted receiver uh so it was pretty much almost a steal for him to go in that third round so um Again, I'm not too sure about Damon Arnett, and, and that's the only one. Oh, him and the guard, John Sampson. I'm not too sure about those guys, uh, but I saw enough film of Tanner Muse and enough film of Amik Robertson to, to feel comfortable uh, with at least saying I can give this draft really actually a B. You know, I, I think it was a, a very solid draft. We got what we needed. Uh, we addressed positional needs on both sides of the ball, and uh, you can't beat that. And I think we have guys that I think more importantly, uh, John and Mayock feel that fits their system and they can work, at least work with them to make them better. So if whatever, whatever skill deficiencies uh, that they might have, uh, it works. They can make it work within whatever system that they have right now. That's what they feel. And, I, and I'm comfortable with, with a, a GM and a coach that's working in unison on that and having and have a good idea of that, unlike Bill O'Brien, in my opinion. That's just me. Uh, but teams that I feel that draft are well, I'm going to start off with the Niners. Uh, I don't always give them a whole lot of credit on this show because, again, you know, I'm just not a fan of them. But that's nothing to be disrespectful. Not, that's not to be disrespectful. But um, I'm giving you all some love for you. I thought you all had a really great draft. I'm going to give it overall an A. They started off in round one with Javon Kinlaw, a defensive tackle out of South Carolina. I think he was the second highest rated or the highest rated defensive tackle in the draft, of course, they were tra they traded DeForest Buckner earlier uh, in the well, earlier in the offseason. So this is a good addition there. Sures up their rush, uh, their run stopping abilities on the defensive end, and they finished up round two with a really good wide receiver pick. This was a third uh, rated receiver on everybody's board, pretty much. Uh, this is Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State. So again, they address the wide receiver position, which I felt was a need for them, was a weakness for them last year. Uh, you know, with just who they had, I think. Emmanuel Sanders did a little bit to help, but again, Kendrick Bourne, I think Debo Samuel is going to come along again with another year there, though. I think he kind of had a better season last year, but Kendrick Bourne, you know, you don't really have too much outside of that. Uh, but again, Brandon Ayuk, I don't know if he starts day one, but I definitely think he's you know, active within that receiver rotation. And I think it's going to do a lot to help uh, Jimmy Garoppolo develop as a passer. So I also feel uh, in round six, they did a good job. They picked up uh, Charlie Warner out of uh, a tight end out of Georgia. So they got somebody to back up uh, your boy, George Kittle. He can block, he can catch to an extent. So he's good to have, of course, in double tight end sets. He's going to probably... I don't know if they have, you know, packages for him, you know, directly for himself. There's probably going to be a player, player to design for him because of his catching ability. So, again, they get somebody that can, uh, you know, contribute. And, of course, same thing with Jawan Jennings, another body to add to a receiver core that needed it. Another Somebody who can be in that rotation and he catch passes. He's probably not going to be a starter, of course, uh, but there he's going to catch passes at some, at some points in the season. He's going to have, I feel, at least uh, with his spot in the rotation, he's probably going to be maybe the fourth, possibly even the fifth receiver. But why not, you know, why not uh, have him have 20 to 25 receptions, maybe even 30, uh, just as a member of that rotation? It, it could be very well possible. And I think uh, the Niners are looking towards, you know, getting a West Coast offense going where there's multiple receivers spreading the ball out. So I really liked how they went uh, offensively. And defensively, of course, Kinlaw and all that, that was a great pick, awesome pick, you know, shoring up a defense that, you know, was already good so Niners had a great draft I give him an A overall we're gonna move on to Miami 
and I'm gonna give Miami an A as well. I feel like they pretty much, you know, the equivalent to what Miami did was a was pretty much when you go to the Safari Safari Zone, and not only do you catch a whole bunch of Pokemon to fill your Pokedex, you catch a couple rare Pokemon and you find Surf, HMO3, all on the same trip. Uh, they got two attack of all at to start things off, the quarterback out of Alabama. Uh, of course, there's some questions about his health, but I'm going to give that, that pick overall a B plus because I feel like he's uh, next to Herbert, I mean, not next to Herbert, but excuse me, next to uh, Burrow, probably the best quarterback in terms of the arm. He has a better arm than Burrow. Maybe not as accurate, but on deep passes, yes, and he, again he has that cannon and again he has a range on him in terms of where he can you know be deadly from and, and throw touchdown passes from so i like to attack about lower uh they actually did him a favor uh they went ahead in the first round and got him an offensive tackle coming out of usc austin jackson uh they were also able to shrew up their defense they had three first round picks they were able to shrew up their defense with the last pick of the round with noah if i pronounce this wrong please forgive me igino bene out of uh, Auburn, a defensive back, again, highly touted prospect at that position. I believe he was, you know, definitely within the top three or five uh, of the defensive backs, you know, that were supposed to be drafted. Really good combine numbers. So, again, you know, SEC talent, Miami, you know, close out the first round there. They go to round two and do some more offensive line improvements and additions. They bring in Robert Hunt, a guard out of Louisiana Lafayette, smart pick there. And they also keep it balanced by going to the defensive line and picking up Raekwon Davis out of Alabama. So, again, adding that depth getting those rare guys uh, with the Austin Jacksons and the possible defensive back out of Auburn, uh, Igino Bene. So, again, they're getting those rare guys. They're getting that death. Uh, again, they pick up by, uh, Brandon Jones in round three, a safety out of Texas. In round four, they pick up another guard, Solomon Kinley out of Georgia. And uh, round five, again, they pick up they what could be, in my potential, in my, sorry, in my opinion, uh, opinion a potential game changer here at the edge position with Curtis Weaver Curtis Weaver out of Boise State they also pick up another defensive in here in round five Javon Strobridge round six they pick up again more help along the offensive line more help for that young quarterback smart they're thinking very smart Blake Ferguson out of LSU uh and again, out of round seven, they pick up another receiver here, another body for that receiving core. They could have, uh, you know, in my, or they could have sprung for a receiver a little bit earlier. Maybe, maybe not. I think they have uh, a couple bodies there that work for them. Uh, they might have could have got a tight end at this spot, maybe. But, they're, you know, maybe around five or something for it. Uh, but again, I still think it was a great draft. They pick up Malcolm Perry, a wide receiver out of Navy. So you got to give the Navy guys some love too for making it to the NFL. So let's move on. Uh, we're going to talk about the Packers, the one team that I just did not think, that really did not think hit the mark at all. Um, and we're going to talk about why. And I think this was the only one that I really, you know, felt like they just, it, and it, you know, it was really obvious uh, i think a lot of teams they had decent drafts because again or a good draft but again it's kind of per their nature um 
you know, the Ravens, they made a, had a good draft round one. They got Patrick Queen. I'm going to talk about a sneaky pick that they made in round seven in a little bit. They got some help along the defensive line. That's what they always do. So, again, they even got some help at the wide receiver spot. So, again, they, they went about their normal thing. Uh, a lot of teams kind of did that. But the Packers, in my opinion, I just feel like they missed the mark. Round one, they pick up Jordan Love, quarterback out of Utah State. I don't think he was a first one uh, round one guy. I definitely don't think he's a starter day one. That's kind of, you know, or an event potential starter, and that's what you're getting when you pick up guys in the first round. So I don't know where they got at there. I gave that pick a C. Actually, I'm going to give that pick a D. Um, and also, of course, it's more than likely going to create some type of friction with him and Aaron Rodgers and probably even the, the management as well. But I think at this point, Aaron Rodgers doesn't care. I honestly feel like the Packers front office don't care. And they're to the point now where they're like, what are you going to do? You know, you really honestly maybe had two or three years left in your career. Um, with that being said, those could have been two or three years that they could have been in the playoffs and potentially, you know, who knows, even a Super Bowl. Uh, I, you know, again, Jordan Love is a project at best at the position. So I really don't know what their deal is. You know, I feel for them, quite honestly. Um, you know, I guess they're tired, you know, of of Aaron Love, I mean of Aaron Rodgers and the issues he's bringing and the attitude he has uh, but again, he's he's brought you a Super Bowl, he's brought you to the playoffs when y'all probably shouldn't have made it uh, last year his numbers probably weren't the greatest uh, but again, I don't see where, you know, yet you take a big risk because in two or three years, you're really expecting Jordan Love to really take the field and you're expecting him to perform at a high level and again, they picked up a few pieces here uh, throughout the rounds. Uh, they in round two they picked up a running back, AJ Dillon, out of Boston College. I'm gonna give that one a C. Um, again, they already have two running backs, uh, two running backs. They actually have four running backs on the roster, but again, at least two that get heavy in the rotation. Uh, of course, uh, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. So again, I don't see where that helps per se. I mean, again, you're probably gonna cut a guy. We know that. Uh, maybe you go three backs next year. Okay. Um, you also got Camille Martin in round uh, five. That's a D-plus pick here. Um, again, I, again, in, well, I'm going to say, and I'm basing that off what the reports say. That one, I, you know, I'm a little bit incomplete on that guy as well. Again, one of those guys that I wasn't expecting to, to go <laughs> at that spot there. Um, and in round seven, uh, you have the Packers picking up uh, a defensive end out of Miami, Jonathan Gervin. You know, that one's actually their best rated pick of B. I think overall, I'm going to give them a C, C minus. Uh, I, especially with that Jordan Love pick, again, I think there's some really some kinks in this game. And. I don't know if he's going to ever be, unless now again, you, you did, again, I guess they were balancing what they got. They got a running back, they got, you know, some offensive line help, but I don't know if the team that, I don't know if the team that Jordan Love takes over is going to be capable of really producing. And you got, you got to, you're risking not getting anything now for a potential still having to probably rebuild for this guy. And I don't think it's it's worth it. 
Uh, before I let you guys go, though, I'm going to talk about some sneaky good picks in my opinion. In round six, uh, the Ravens pick up James Prost, a wide receiver out of SMU. I really like that uh, pick up. Uh, pick up because I watched James Proach a lot. I watched a lot of SMU games over the last couple of years. I think he's a really uh, a, a receiver that really went under the radar. Uh, really good at contesting 50-50 balls. Uh, really decent size for the NFL. I believe he's about 6 feet, something like that. Slightly over 200. Uh, so really is a fast runner. Uh, again, there is a couple knocks on this game. I do feel like there was a drop in progression at some point in time, or at least some production at some point in time there in college between his last couple of years. Uh, that being one of the knocks there. But again, he actually helps out on the special team. So that actually boosts him up as well. And finally, the Cardinals, uh, they, they pick up a running back here at the seventh round. Uh, Eno Benjamin out of Arizona State, of course, uh, coming from the uh, coming from the state, the home state talent. Uh, I think he's definitely was a third round talent that just somehow slipped through the cracks. And I definitely think uh, the the Cardinals are smart to actually find somewhat of a replacement to what David Johnson can do. Uh, he's definitely shifty. Uh, he definitely can move between the tackles, and he can help out in the passing game too. Uh, he's definitely a little bit small on the smaller side, so he definitely needs to get his pass blocking together uh, there. And again, just uh, breaking tackles. Actually, no, he's a pretty good route. I mean, he's a pretty good uh, at breaking tackles as well. So uh, Arizona gets a good pick here in the overall solid draft from them. Uh, they went defensive. They've got some offensive line help as well to help out with Kyler Murray. So they really had a decent draft too. All right, y'all. I'm going to call it a wrap for today. But if you're looking to get in touch with me, you can hit me up on my email at ljbutler75 at gmail.com. Once again, that is ljbutler75 at gmail.com. Uh, you can also hit me up on my Facebook at as well at L Jamal Johnny. That is E L J A M A H A D J A N I. Once again, that is E L J A M A H A D J A N I. And finally, you hit me up on my Instagram at L J uh, L Jamal seven ninety one E L J A M A H seven ninety one. Uh, again, I am looking to get. Uh, well, I'm looking to get some visual content going within, well, at least by the end of the month, guys. So, uh, I plan to have my first YouTube video soon. Look out for that. Uh, if you are looking for any more content from me or anything like that, well, for one, um, feel free to interact with me on the, you know, social media. Let me know how you feel. Any, you know, suggestions, questions you have please interact uh again i'm looking to get some more visual stuff going for you guys if you are would be interested in that uh please let me know by you know commenting live or something let me know uh also uh i do have a lot of content that i do write down and get into really in depth in terms of my writing uh now all that gets shared here so uh maybe if you want again another visual component like a blog or you know some type of article let me know if that's you know something you might want to see as well but y'all need to y'all need to let me know interact with me y'all definitely listening i do appreciate that appreciate that uh and i will be hollering at you guys uh pretty soon in a couple of days with another episode all right y'all if anybody hasn't told you yet i love you peace out one love and i'll holla at you guys later
kids, failures, gangbangers. Say my name like Candyman. Then I'm creeping out the cup with a gallon in hand. I spend 49 states. Bound rock, skate. Similar to moving weight out of state. Lyrics lacerates final columns. I bury you cockroach. Dead and stank. Stomping on busters like Kirk Franklin. Intrigued by the speed of a 911 Porsche. But of course. Still screaming, behold the pale horse. Watch my flame turn green like the Promethean torch. Pay no child support for me and my mic divorce. Some of y'all cats in the game look confused with their butterfly collars and your crocodile shoes. Gotta pay, dude. You know it's off the hook when 031 is gang banging in Brooklyn. 